0: As the deadly coronavirus pandemic spread across the U.S., Democratic primary elections in many states have been delayed, owing to public health officials urging Americans to maintain social distance. But when Tony Evers, the Democratic governor of Wisconsin, issued an executive order to postpone the primary in a contest for a Supreme Court seat in other local offices until June 9th, the Republican-controlled legislature and GOP-dominated state Supreme Court Opposed the move. After the U.S. Supreme Court blocked an extension for absentee voting, state residents were forced to risk COVID 19 exposure while waiting in long lines in a small number of understaffed polling places. Democrats charged that Republicans had exploited the pandemic for partisan political advantage, given that a smaller voter turnout usually favors GOP candidates. The spring election battle in Wisconsin foreshadows the tough choices ahead for state governments as they navigate the coronavirus pandemic to ensure primaries in this November's presidential election go forward with wide participation. Legislators, including Representative Mark Pocan, Democrat of Wisconsin and co-chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, along with Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, are urging legislation to enact a national vote-by-mail requirement in all 50 states for every federal election in 2020. Your reporter spoke with Greg Pallast, well known for his investigative reports for BBC Television, Rolling Stone magazine, and The Guardian, focused on massive voter purges and resulting voter disenfranchisement. Here he cautions against the rush to mail-in ballots without first recognizing the hazards and the need to implement safeguards to ensure every vote counts in this November's critical presidential election.
1: According to uh, the MIT Caltech study, which is the, the, the gold standard for reviewing absentee ballots, they, have a, they put out a, an academic paper called Whose Absentee Ballots Are Lost. And um, they conservatively calculated 22% of mail-in ballots are never counted. 22%, over one out of five. Now, if it were random, it obviously wouldn't affect the election. But it's overwhelmingly young voters voters of color. That means we'll have 25 million votes lost in November. 25 million. That's from the MIT study. 25 million ballots will be lost. So you're going to have millions and millions and millions of people who will never get their ballot, or they'll be sent the card, do you want an FC ballot? They'll never get that card. If you're a student, you move from one dorm room to the next. You're a uh, you know, you're a poor, uh, low-income Hispanic, and you'll get a card in English um, that looks like junk mail and you throw it away, and you're going to lose your vote. So it's overwhelmingly young people and voters of color and low-income people, in other words, Democrats, who will be losing their votes by the millions on mail-in ballots. And it's especially true in the swing states where the GOP has control of the system, how people vote, et cetera, and we just saw this in extreme in Wisconsin, where the GOP legislature refused to delay the election to June 9th as requested by the governor and request by the governor's order, and the U.S. Supreme Court um, has basically said, yeah, uh, if you don't send in your ballot or show up to vote, and how do you do that? Your vote doesn't count. But that's a, that's a That's a dry run for November. So if we go to all mail-in balloting, unless we do something to fix this system, uh, it's as good as over, Scott.
0: Given that, as you said, the delayed primaries and what various states are going to do in terms of mail-in balloting could Mm -hmm. be the the dry run for the all-important election this mm-hmm. November. What would you recommend in terms of how we can conduct an election if there is, God forbid, a second wave of the coronavirus going around the country this fall, right on top of this, this all-important critical election?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, when people, you know, people said, how could you attack mail-in voting? I'm not attacking. I'm trying to figure out how to make it work, okay? Because it may be mail in or die, right? It's pretty simple. So, number one, uh, Senator Amy, that uh, eliminate the requirement for witness signatures is one, or notarization. That's insane. Get rid of that. The second that she does have in her bill, which I appreciate, is postage paid envelopes. What does it take? The third, which she didn't consider, is something that the Koch brothers came up with, pre-printed ballots and pre-printed envelopes. But that should be for everyone. Everyone should get a pre-printed uh, mail in ballot, where it has all the information, all you have to do is sign it that it's correct, you know your address, name, etc. Eliminate all the gotcha stuff this is remember oregon and and Washington and Colorado lose six percent of their votes. okay now think about how many elections have been determined by a tenth of a percent of a vote. They lose six percent, and overwhelmingly those are democratic votes so We need to change the system to get rid of the gotcha stuff. Voter intent should rule. Uh, No one should have to ask for a ballot. Some states, like California, by the way, mail you your ballot whether you ask for it or not. Unless you actually say, don't send me a ballot, you get a mail-in ballot. You get a ballot through the mail. I get a mail-in ballot without asking for it in California. Uh, Most people in California do vote by mail. So there's a number of ways to make it so that it's not another Jim Crow operation. There are ways to do this, but we better do that, or Trump is good as elected. And once again, it's not whether I agree that Trump should be president or not. It's about whether the voters should pick the president. If the voters pick him, okay, I, you, know, you live with it. But if trickery and Jim Crow games and throwing out signatures and postage due and junk like that elect uh, Trump, then that's not uh, an election, that's a uh, dictatorship.
0: That was Greg Pallast well-known for his investigative reports for BBC Television, Rolling Stone Magazine, and The Guardian. He's the author of four New York Times best-selling books, including The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, now a feature film documentary. Learn more about the advocacy for secure mail-in voting by visiting our Between the Lines website at btlonline.org. For more than 10 years, a Canadian company now called TC Energy